0: welcome to the new year we're back on the of phase podcast this is your host jessica hurley y'all today we're about to have some serious fun and talk about some some real stuff something that you definitely are going through right now with one of my very very best childhood friends and his beautiful fiance Rontel beatty and ebony malone
1: understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another
0: welcome to the new year we're back on the of phase podcast this is your host jessica hurley y'all today we're about to have some serious fun and talk about some some real stuff something that you definitely are going through right now with one of my very very best childhood friends and his beautiful fiance rontel Beatty and ebony malone right hey <laughs> yep, yep.
2: And these two are
0: not only my best friends, but they are also the hosts of one of the popular relationship podcasts, the Cuffing Season podcast. So guys, welcome.
3: Thank you for having Mm -hmm. us, Miss Hurley. It is so good to see you, uh, talk (laughs) with you. And, you know, I'm happy that, you know, you finally get to meet Ebony. Yes. Y'all have heard a lot about each other. Yes. Um, and you know, we've been trying to figure out a way for y'all to have a conversation before the wedding. And
0: oh, listen, what, what, girl. What what better way I than the podcast? I promise not to grill you over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never actually met Rontel's fiance, but um I love her via Instagram, so we'll we'll figure it <laughs> well, out. I'll grill her in yeah. person behind closed doors. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but um you guys are killing the game right now with the relationship podcast and as long as i've known rontel i know that um love and relationships and marriage are a very important thing to him so i'm mm-hmm. uber happy he finally found somebody that was the one and i was going to bring this up um but you were my first podcast interview
3: i was and
0: i'm just trying to face so rontel's back this is my first guest that was back for the second time Yep. And when we were podcasting back in, I would say that was November of 2017, we were not talking about you getting married. No. That was not on the agenda. We
3: we were not. (laughs) Nothing close, actually. No.
0: So tell me or tell my audience, um, you know, you guys have a beautiful relationship right now. You're engaged. You're set to get married in August. But tell my audience um, a little bit about how you guys met.
3: Mm -hmm. So I was actually, uh, Jessica and I were in D.C. for the Congressional Black Caucus. Oh, that's Uh, when you met her? Yep.
2: I didn't know that.
3: Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Jessica were in D.C. uh, September 2016. Now, Jessica, we were like, um, we were both working at the same organization, you know, trying to meet people, raise money for this nonprofit, awesome nonprofit that um, does really good work. And um, I was at an event working one room. Jessica was at another event. Um, but at this event, I'm meeting people, and I see some familiar faces who come over and greet me. They're like, "Hey, Rontel, they give me a big hug. And uh, one of the people in the group was Ebony. She introduces me as, "Oh, you know, this is my cousin Ebony." And um, you know, I'm looking at Ebony. I'm like, "Wow, your cousin is kind of bad." <laughs>
0: But, uh, you didn't say beautiful I expected you <laughs> to <not laughs> <beautiful. laughs> kind of
3: say but I had to you know these are all thoughts that I just kept on the inside because I happened to have had my ex-girlfriend <laughs> on my arm at the time
2: Listen, we were this guy. <laughs> right right so I'm meeting
3: like you know I, I had a girl I'm supposedly dating at the time on my arm and I'm meeting my future wife um so the, the interaction was very, very quick. We uh, continue to move about the room to meet more people. Um, of course, I'm looking up every five minutes, trying to catch another glimpse of Ebony, <laughs> um, hoping that, you know, she's looking at me, too. I'm trying to figure out how I can get this girl's number, even though I got um, someone else on my arm at the time. It doesn't happen. Me and Jessica fly back to Tampa uh, a few days later, and um, I don't see Ebony again for a very long time, but... Mm-hmm. I scoured through her cousin's Instagram page looking for a tag photo of her. After a couple hundred photos, I finally find one Is with Ebony. One? <laughs> I, I, I click on the tag. I follow her on Instagram, Facebook. I tried to find her on Snapchat and a few other things. Um,
0: so you didn't follow I, her on one
3: platform. Follow me, you oh, followed her on I, all of them. <laughs> every last one of them, man. So I found out through my search that she was in a relationship at the time. So I really knew that... Um, Nothing could really transpire between us, but I, you know, I did spend all my time liking every photo of just her, um,
0: <laughs> just her.
3: and, um, uh, as luck would have it though, about a year later, I get a job offer to come back to DC, um, to continue lobbying and, um, my new roommate at the time worked at the same firm as Ebony. So, the first thing, the first question I ask him when I get off the highway is, Hey, so that girl you work with, uh, you think you can get her over here one night for a game night, you know, something social? A few days later, he does it. I come home from the gym one night, Ebony's in my living room. And from that, we were able to, you know, just build a friendship. We spent the first uh, several months of knowing each other just being friends because, you know, she was. In a relationship that was ending, I was in a relationship that was ending, Uh, so we we just became friends. And you know, maybe I don't know how many months later, but late the fall of that following year, um, we made it official. So
0: um, I remember those conversations.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's a long, drawn out way to say that um, you know it was kind of love at first sight in a way. (laughs) And um, I stalked her. Stalking is cool
0: it's stalking works (laughs) it works so i I got a couple questions about i have so many questions about this actually and just to be honest so there's there's a woman out there whose biggest fear is going somewhere with her man and Mm -hmm. him seeing the love of his life while she's with him Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm not even gonna front and say that. that ain't never been my fear before it has been like you, yep. as a woman, confident or not, you walk in a room full of beautiful women, especially at an event like the one we were at where people were dressed to the nines.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Everybody's in a, a gown gala or yeah. a gala gown. Um, And, you know, you're like I and your man like you ain't looking at nobody because you at me, you know, but, uh, you, exactly. you know, your man's looking at somebody <laughs> like what what would you say to And I guess there's just something to be said about like both of you kind of knew your relationships were ending or Mm -hmm. headed in that direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It
0: wasn't so it wasn't so sought out that you were just like, I'm gonna find me a new chick here tonight. It was just inevitable. It was kind of like you saw you weren't you didn't go there with those intentions. And then you saw something and you were like, wow, I, I can't take my eyes and my mind off of this.
3: Yeah, I mean, for, for me, um, the, the woman that was on my arm at the time, we had broken up. We were on and off at that point. We had broken up maybe two or three times before that. And I mean, bad, ugly breakups. We should have never came back together after the first breakup because it was that bad. But we were young, always trying to, you know, put together the pieces of something that probably should have just stayed broken. And I am a fervent believer that, um, you know, when, when, you, when you're f- faithful, in God and His plan for your life, and you know, you do your best to, um, you know, follow the steps that He's laid out for you. Sometimes He'll divert you Himself, and mm-hmm. that night I felt God's hand just moving. Like, listen, you are not about to get back with this girl for the fourth time. And He gave me something, a, a, a small inkling or seedling of hope that maybe there was something else out there. Um, better for me because from that night on I hadn't thought the same since so for me it was like a a godly intervention
0: right okay so you go from knowing that you know maybe this relationship you're in isn't for you you and Ebony are now friends about a year or so later you choose to finally make it official how do you go from that to like when you got, got in a relationship together did you guys know that like this is the one. Like you both were like this is the one, or did it take a while to get to knowing that you guys were going to be married?
4: I think we we felt that way, but it was still well for me personally. I was still very nervous because I had just came out of something, you know, as well. And um, it was very like it was very hard. I was very hurt, and so I didn't want to be hurt again. And so I would often tell him like you know it's this is too good to be true. I just like you know, you're good to me now, and then we're going to- It'll change. change. (laughs) You're going to turn to, you know, like this crazy person. And so he kept trying to tell me like, no, trust me. And I was just like, I wasn't really,
0: um, I didn't really believe him all the way. You didn't. How long were you in a relationship before this, Ebony? Um, about two years. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Two-year
3: curse, man. Two-year curse. I
0: do. I always (laughs) jump to have a two-year curse. Oh, my God. years. But, um...
4: But yeah, so um, around August, he, we were sitting in my car because he, he was helping me move in. And um, August 28, 2017. Oh,
3: yeah, there. it was 2017. August, yeah. August
4: 2017. Um, we we're sitting in my car and he was like, J- just trust me. Um, like, what, I almost, like, what do you have to lose?
3: <laughs> I hit it with the trunk. What do you have to lose?
4: <laughs> I'm the best thing for you. You ain't got nothing else to lose. <laughs> he was like, you know, I won't steer you wrong or something like well, that. Well, the
3: other piece is that ebony because she was so hurt and tired of putting her all in relationships that didn't manifest into um an engagement or a marriage she kept telling me i will i, I refuse to be anybody else's girlfriend she kept saying if you want oh me, that's true you need to marry me right
4: i said i don't want to be a girlfriend you just gotta marry me if you want
3: yeah. me <laughs> so that was the thing we really liked each other but she kept hitting me with, i'm not you know i'm, I'm tired of being somebody's girlfriend like she, wow. she just kept saying i refuse to be a girlfriend to someone who doesn't plan on making me a wife, right? So she.
0: Um, so she said this, this ridiculously high standard. And you're yeah, like, oh my how, God. How do I meet this? In my mind, in my mind it
4: was ridiculous.
0: So, <laughs> this is what
3: it's have to be. so we spent several months of liking and dating each other trying to figure that out because, um, we, you know, I was like, we should be exclusive, but she was like, you know, I'm done with that. That's, that's petty. That's stupid. Right. <laughs> and then, um, so she legit had me considering like, maybe I should just propose to her. Like I, I legit <laughs> thought about it cause I like that much. Right. I it that much. But <laughs> I told her, I was like, you know what, as much as I like you, I can't do it because I don't know how you are in a relationship. I don't know how things will be, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we, um, become exclusive i don't want to invest all this money in a ring and getting our families involved and i don't even know if you'll like me um when you have to consider me in all your decisions right right so i I told her in august in her car i was like listen if you uh agree to be exclusive with me i guarantee you you won't regret it Mm. um Oh, that's it will a bit, yeah, it, yeah. it will the relationship will um manifest into something that she wants and i also promised her i wouldn't make her wait forever for that to happen right wow so i made those promises on the front end like i was like listen i'm not and i told her straight up like i put a number on i'm not about to have you me and my girlfriend for another two years like that's not gonna happen the way i feel about you now if if um you know we can get in this, and you know things don't change between us. I think you'll look up one day, and there'll be a ring on your finger, and uh, that that's... was
4: like fine, right? Fine.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I hate. I hate. Yeah, she she came, she believed me in that moment, and then, but I had to deliver on it, so I did.
0: So, <laughs> so they say like the average relationship two to four years before a proposal. How long did you wait?
3: We were in a relationship for about eight months after that.
0: Wow. Before
3: I proposed. And you just knew. Yeah, but I knew well before that. So, I mean, it would have been sooner than eight months had I... um, So, at the very beginning, when we first got together, like I was so sure about it. I was like, you know what? I know how to speed this up. I decided to... um, Get, get us signed up for marriage counseling. So we started doing marital enrichment courses at my church mm-hmm. um, To see how compatible we really were because I you know I, I, My thoughts were if we're really meant to be together This will reassure us that we're on the right track and if we're not if there are any latent issues between us that um, You know, will call will divide us then they're gonna come out through this and then we'll save ourselves the time of two of wasting time, you know for two years, so um, we finished counseling maybe in like three or four months, like around December.
4: Yeah.
3: And we came out of it like even more sure about where we stood with each other than before. Our pastor said the same thing. He said that we were the most compatible couple that he had ever counseled ever. Right. Wow. So all signs were pointing to an engagement. So at this point I'm thinking timing, okay, well when am I going to do this? I need to set aside some money for a ring. I need to talk to our parents. I hadn't met a father yet. So
0: Oh, you know, wow. Took,
3: yeah. So I took the next few months to do those things. And then um, I got the family blessing three months after that in in March. And then um, went on down to KJUROs in St. Augustine.
0: <laughs> Not the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> got the
3: ring on a Friday, proposed on a Sunday.
0: Wow. Now, I remember yeah. that conversation. And I was just sitting here thinking, I didn't, I remember having the conversation with you about wanting to date her. And then mm-hmm. I looked up one day and y'all were dating. And I'm like, how did I miss that? But now that you're telling me August, that's when Cam was born. So now I know yeah. Yeah. why I missed yeah. all of it. So yeah. that makes sense now. Because I was like, when did they get in a relationship? And then all of a sudden, it just everything went left so fast. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it was really it's now yep. it makes sense. So, okay. So a couple questions. So I'm thinking every chick I talk to that gets out of like a beat up relationship, they're like, I'm never getting married. I'm not getting in a serious relationship. So even when he gets down on one knee, this is like, Barely two years after your serious relationship, were yeah. you like skeptical at all?
4: No, I wasn't i I it, it, there was no question. I think that um everything just felt different from day one with him and so that alone was like this is weird like I'm feeling this way about this guy so soon you know and then um also the the premarital counseling be- before we even got engaged was very different for me. I've never done that before ever. I was kind of nervous about it. Like, will your pastor even counsel us because we're not even engaged yet? You right. know? And, and so I'm like, I guess we'll do it. Um, But that alone was just like, wow, he's serious. Like, this is, and, and you know, and, and just doing that process um, showed me, you know, all, everything we talked about was like, wow, he's really the one. And so it's only a matter of time. I, I knew we were going to get married. I just didn't know, like, he was planning plan it that soon. Right. Um, so I knew it was coming. I, I thought it was coming later on, but it came in April. So I was kind happy.
0: Were you kind of like, so I guess this question is for both of you, is, like, when you go through a whole bunch of relationships, right, and you they're crappy, bumpy, um, mm-hmm. misleading, all type of stuff going on, They always say that like when you do get in the right relationship, it's so hard to actually meet on the same level and everything to work out at the same time because sometimes you're not ready. Like you don't even know how to act in the right relationship because you're so used to like living off of fighting or don't have that self-awareness or like, you know, the makeup to break up to makeup type stuff. Mm -hmm. Were either of you struggling like when everything (gasps) was just perfect
4: Yeah, we we struggled a lot. We I I can admit that I was being extremely difficult. You know, I Yes (laughs) you were I was you know, I was just I was all over the place honestly. Um and so I ended up doing um he he actually helped me do it but to like go to counseling. So Mm -hmm. I went myself to heal and so I did that for a couple of months and then he started bringing me to church. When we're just friends, I would start going to church with him and um that really just helped me as well. And so, you know, I, I slowly started to come out of like my bitterness and just being angry and, um, thinking he's going to be the same way, but I was very difficult. And he, and he even said like, you know what? Like I'm going to date other people because you're, I did.
0: you're not, you're not.
3: I took a couple of chicks out. <laughs> this was before y'all got
0: like into the serious relationship. Yeah. Before. Okay. Yeah,
3: this is he- like June, July because we had been, you know, friends and we had been talking for a while but she's still refusing to commit so you so had to dangle point, the
0: carrot a little bit
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm like you know what i'm about to see what else is out there since you tripping
0: right and i was like no you're not <laughs> yeah.
3: so we didn't wait talk a minute before.
0: you're my problem come back here <laughs> right. because i
3: remember you know i almost didn't help her move into her new apartment because uh i i was like you know that's a that's that's a boyfriend pretty pretty thing
2: pretty you know
3: what I'm saying like I'm I'm not your boyfriend why should I be lifting all this heavy stuff and driving it from Fort Washington Maryland all the way to northeast D.C. you know
4: in my mind he was basically my boyfriend
0: Right? he just wasn't officially (laughs) I'm going to keep running from you as long as I can (laughs) yeah so yeah after that
3: last box was lifted we had a conversation (laughs) you said
0: all this work I did what what you going to give me in return
3: (laughs) hey hey
0: so and, then, you know, yeah.
3: for, and for me, I you know, I had never been in a relationship like this one, um, so carefree because all the relationships I had been in were um they were unreasonable levels of expectation coupled with the fact that I felt like I couldn't really be myself. Um I have I'm a very interesting person. Very few people know facts. <laughs> facts. Very few people know who I really, really am, you know, because I have to I I always had to put forth a a particular face because of whatever political office I was pursuing at the time. Right. Yeah. So very few people know, like the Bootsy Rontel, the Rontel that likes to draw or play the drums, the corny one or, you know, um, but Jessica knows him very well. And, and when I would get in relationships in the past, like who I really was, the core of who I really was became an issue a lot of times. Um, but with Ebony, it just wasn't. Right. And um, there were times where I would get upset at things because she wasn't upset. There were some some things I thought that she should take a little bit more serious. But the California in her, she was just <laughs> like, ah, no big deal. If if it's not going to matter a year from now, then I won't spend more than a minute being upset about it now. She kept reiterating it. me. Or even next week. Like, it's going to matter. So I found myself in a situation where I had to adjust. Like, I felt like it was too good to be true. And I I had to adjust um, the way that I approached it. it. It made me, like, more calm, more of a person that was just into life into the like taking life as it came instead of feeling like everything had to be pre-planned like still grinding but taking the time to reflect and know oh damn that's a beautiful ocean view right there right I would have missed it had I been responding to this email
0: yeah this is the most life living I've ever seen you do yeah ever ever it's always like strict schedule with Rontel like yeah. how do I get to it kind of stuff like and you never like people would talk about experiences and you had to like you had to drop the conversation because you had nothing to say because you were so engulfed in what your life was going to look like and yeah. it's like that end goal is fleeting right so it's like oh, yeah. you you can you could work at that forever but if you don't stop and experience and and be present this is the most work I've ever seen you do like it's it's yeah. it's true to see this and know that like this is one of those relationships where you just know this person's making you a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's so neat.
4: Even for me, like, because he, you know, he he grinds and he gets it. So it even helps me not just be like, Oh, you know, I'll go with the flow. Like it helps me get on my, my stuff too, because that, that balance. Yeah. You guys give
0: to one another. You said something, Ebony, that I want to hit on that is so key that I think, You said that... So you're giving Rontel this hard time all this time. And it's because Mm -hmm. it's so... It Literally, it's solely because of what has happened to you, right? And so you're... But you're playing victim in the relationship, which all Mm -hmm. females do this. It's like we're portraying what we feel onto someone else for a long period of time. And really, we expect them to fix it. We're like, well, you need to treat me better than the last person. And once you start doing that, I'll let up a little bit. When the truth be told, none of that could change until... You actually went to therapy for yourself and worked on yourself. And I. Um, someone said to me, well, no, Chris said to me this year, and it was, was one of the most valuable things and it was hard for me to swallow. And it's what I hear what you did was he said, I can do everything that I need to do to fix this relationship, but it's not going to change your mind until you decide what you're going to do for you to get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. even if the person is the best person on earth, even if the person change and does all their actions differently, you have to work to heal you. You can't just look yeah. at that person and wait for them to heal you. There's nothing they can do. They can do a 360 turn that doesn't heal you. It right. just exactly. makes you yeah. know moving forward, things will be all right. But yep. that doesn't heal the brokenness. Exactly. And so it's like the therapy that you chose to do, which was probably a hard decision up front, what would your... Like what would you say to somebody in a new relationship or considering therapy like how instrumental was it for you?
4: It was very instrumental because um so I used to, you know, be a therapist. Ooh. And so you know, so it's, it's very strange because I didn't really want to I was nervous about doing it myself. I think because I've been I've been that person. It's weird to have the shoe on the other foot. Right. And so I had to be like you know, am I okay with going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but it was the best thing I ever did. And um, I think the main, the main thing in therapy for me was I was too busy trying to please other people. Mm. And so when he would hear me talking about, um, Oh, 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 this person's this person's feelings. He would be like, no, what do you want? He kept asking me that every time I would like get off track to like, oh, well, he, he said this or he wants this. He kept saying, well, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And so I started drilling in my head like, oh, what do I want? Like, no matter who who's going to feel a certain type of way, it really helped me focus on myself and what I want. And that's how I was able to um, get to where I'm at now. And so I, I just highly recommend it because you just never know. Um, I mean, I think it's important because you – everyone should talk to somebody about their issues. You know, yeah. we all have just so much going on. And so I think that, um, it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it helped me in so many ways. I don't even know, yeah. honestly, it's it's hard to really pinpoint. It is yeah.
0: so critical. It's, it's, it's really hard
4: to pin, you know, yeah. you know, I mean that coupled with like church for me, cause I'm spiritual as well. Um, yeah. it just all played a big role.
3: So. Yeah. I, I saw a huge change in Ebony. Um, from the moment she started going to therapy to the first time I we went to church, because because um, one of the things I learned from therapy, this is how I was able to recommend therapy to her, because I started going to therapy in Tampa.
0: Yeah, I still uh, go to that lady. Oh, she was
3: bomb. She man. is the yeah. bomb. So <clears throat> she taught me balance, right? Because um, I, I was in a place where I was shouldering so many burdens, right? and it it became a point to where my burdens dictated every aspect of my life so much so that I gave up a lot of things that made me happy. Like I wasn't going fishing no more years mm-hmm. ago. I stopped playing the drums, even though they used to make me extremely happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to love, um, coaching football. I hadn't really had time to do that. Um, I used to love the draw, believe it or not. I can't remember the last time I drew something. So I, I started, um, losing my hobbies in the name of the grind or whatever burdens that I was shouldering. And it was stressing me the heck out. Uh, and the stress was actually killing me in a sense. Right. So one of the things she told me, and they were very simple fixes, but I don't, I don't know why it didn't click sooner, but she said you have to start integrating positive things back into your life to offset the burdens you have. Right. So she was like, instead of eating at Magiano's bar every day, um, Mm -hmm. Try cooking again. You said you love the barbecue. Pull the charcoal back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you used to love running. Start running again. Um, you said you love to read. Go to Barnes & Noble. Pick out some good books. And she said continue going to therapy. Find a good church. You, you, you said church was a big part of your life growing up. Find a good church, right? These things help restore balance to my life in ways that I couldn't have imagined. Like I saw like instant um, results. I think... Because she said that your body releases certain happy chemicals,
0: right? Endorphins.
3: Change, endorphins, right? Mm-hmm. Change the way you feel about life, you right. know. And I felt them instantly the first time I hopped mm-hmm. on the treadmill. Like I felt them running through my body. Like my brain was 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 um, functioning different. So when I saw Ebony going through all this stuff um, when we were just friends I I could tell that her life was out of of balance so I just gave her the advice that this wonderful therapist in Tampa gave me and um, she had just started working on Capitol Hill and didn't know that they offer free therapy sessions
0: to congressional
3: employees so I told her go check those out and by all means they should continue to do that because working in politics up here is crazy
0: Uh, yeah (laughs)
3: Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I say all that to say I saw he was changing her um, when she started because, I mean, it, it, it helped us out. Like she, it made her more her more open to me because um, she wasn't as open to the idea of us
0: dating prior to um, counseling.
3: Right. Yeah. And yeah.
4: you
0: can totally be closed up and then imagine being closed up to the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was almost and, like and- right person, wrong time for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: And the counselor he never, he, he never told me, he's not a therapist, he never told me what to do. He just opened my eyes to see like where I was, you know, going wrong or what I really wanted. It was never like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. I, I just had, had these epiphanies on my
0: own. Yeah. I love when they ask yeah. you a question and you're like, what? Yeah. Oh, shit, I never thought about it that way.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it puts
0: everything into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you, what would you guys, would you advise everyone to try some premarital counseling?
4: Oh yeah. I, I mean, uh, after doing it, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Es- especially before the engagement.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah.
4: Because um, didn't your pastor say that, you know, he doesn't like doing, I guess, doing it. If people are <sighs> like, already have a date or they're already so far along with their engagement, because if you guys talk about some issue and it makes things kind of rocky. Like, oh, do I want to be with you? He said he doesn't want to be responsible for breaking up a couple after they're and you're already
0: committed. Yeah, yeah.
4: Wow. so he he actually prefers, which yeah. is very rare, but to, to do it the way that we did.
3: Yeah, he did. Um, because I've um, I've seen it personally. Yeah. Um, there's been we have a lot of engaged. Um, associates, you know, people, We there's a lot of people up here, you know, in politics or friends or whatever who are engaged. And, um, you know, I actually know of a couple who recently split and broke off an mm-hmm. engagement. Um, wow. so no, yeah, yeah. And, and these are super, super hard thing to go through because, you know, at this point money has been invested Mm. Um the emotional capital of both parties and the families have been invested, mm-hmm. invites that going out, deposits Ooh. have been you know, and, and, and that's that's a hard thing to come back from, right? right. Um yeah. so doing marital counseling before all of that help it, it really just helps you make a more conscious decision because I think back to, you know, before Ebony when I was, you know, I dated Girls before her, obviously, but you know, um, most of the girlfriends I had before marriage came up. You know, well, where's this going? Will we get married one day? And I usually would say, "Well, yeah, I could see myself marrying you one day." Every girl that I dated, I said, "Yeah, I could see myself marrying you one day." I just, just gotta wait. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I need, I need to get these things lined up. Like, I need to save more money. I gotta pay off some debt, or I gotta do this, or I gotta do that. It's gonna come, mm-hmm. and they would believe me. It, and the weird thing is, I believe myself too, but mm. uh, for whatever reason, it never really came about um and I think that it, had I done marital counseling with those people, I would have probably just ended the relationship sooner uh, sooner, so that we can both stop wasting time. Wow, you know, so I think it, it I mean it really serves two purposes I mean, if you're meant to be together, it'll definitely let you know and it, and if you're not it'll definitely let you know do you think a lot of people
0: are wasting time in the wrong relationships
4: absolutely
3: yeah yeah i mean i wasted so much time in wrong relationships and um because i think the hardest thing about it is you fear what comes after a breakup like will someone ever love me again the way that you love me, even though the love might not even be all that good, and you you deserve it no more. But the fact that no, you know, nobody may love me again is a or, real fear. to how her.
4: or how long until I find that? Like, will it right. be five years? Will it be ten years? Will it be next year? Will right. it be tomorrow? It's just that feeling of like the unknown. Right. Um. Because I think for me, I would have still been in the same situation, still not happy, if I never gave him a chance. I would have never been engaged today. Mm. You know, and it didn't take that long right. you know, right. for me, but I would have still just been unhappy not knowing that I could have had all these blessings coming my way if I would have just like trusted God and let go and mm. just worked on myself.
3: Or you settle, so, right? Because I yeah. remember, um, you remember her too, Jessica. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But there was a girl I I, I dated um Right after I met Ebony. Not the one that I had on my arm, but there's another one. Okay. Um,
0: (laughs) Clarification. (laughs)
3: She she was bomb. She was bomb on paper. She was, Mm -hmm. you know, she was a beautiful girl. She, um, I got along with her very, very well. She treated me very, very well. She, I mean, there was literally nothing wrong with this girl. Yeah. At all. And, but the thing was, I didn't feel for her the way that she felt for me. Mm. And could I have married her? Yeah. Could we have had a good life together? Probably, right? But it would have been settling because um, I knew that I didn't feel the way that... I, you know how they say you, you met the, the, the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with if you can't imagine spending a day without them for the rest of your life? This girl... I was like, as great as she is, you know, if one day she's not in my life, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool, i just find somebody else, right? And that's how I knew she wasn't really the one. So um, I made the conscious decision to break up with her, even though nothing was wrong, right? And she respected me for it.
0: That was mature. Right.
3: Yeah. And then I met Ebony, a girl who... I mean, I pray to God that I can marry her in heaven. Like, I, the afterlife scares me because I'm like, damn, I hope she's up there in, he- in heaven with me, too. You know, like. like oh, my it's, God. That's it's, adorable. Like, like, the 80 years we'll spend together on Earth ain't enough. Right. You know, and that's the feeling I think people should shoot for. You know, um
0: Yeah, I want somebody to hear this and really think long and hard about their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's a feeling
3: I think people should shoot for. A lot of people don't know it exists, right? Right. I, I didn't know it existed until mm-hmm. Ebony, but you know, to everyone listening, I will say I believe that there is someone out there for everyone that um you just can't spend a day without. You don't want to spend a day without um
4: yeah, and and going back to the um, situation with being in something um, that you people being in something that they probably shouldn't be in, I think that um, for women we do it because we have this image of like you know we we want to have our family, we want to have we wanna, we want to be married, we wanna, you know we want to be engaged, all you know this that and the third. There's a but, click and know, talk.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, a click so, and clock, Tick and yeah. clock.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Damn. <laughs> So we stay in these things because we want it so bad. And right. we're just like, this has to work, even if we're not all the way happy. We're like, no, this is going to work, or he's going to change, or this or that. Yeah, no, and plus I'm that, 32,
0: uh, and I need to have kids already because what the heck? like, Yeah. Yeah. It is. So that's, but that's that's
4: that's, I think that's the harder part for women more so than men. It's just like, you know, our... That timing.
3: Yeah, we don't think about that in that regard. I mean Ever. men we they're like, you know, I get married at fifty, it'd be straight, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's like, um, I, you know, I'm thirty five, I just get married tomorrow.
3: Yeah, then, yeah know, exactly. Like... Yeah, so yeah. I feel y'all. That 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 is a, a fear that we don't really have as as much as y'all do, so
0: Yeah, Yeah. because there's so much danger in having children after 35, and we're like, okay, I'm 32, like it's creeping. I don't want to be four. Then we like, I don't want to be 45 at my kid's like 10 10 year old graduation. Like, nah,
4: we can't do this with the three four year old moms. I'm 45 with a three year old. (laughs) Right.
3: Not us, we don't care. Like we we, we, we we go we think that our equipment will still be working at optimal proficiency exactly. at sixty. Exactly. You know, I got I had friends in college, you know, who were eighteen years old but had an eighty year old dad. Like I'm like, your daddy was still shooting them at sixty <laughs> I, I had a friend in middle school,
4: her dad was eighty and she was only twelve. Yeah, what? that's how I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Still be out here, man. So are y'all best friends? Oh I- yeah, absolutely.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: yeah. just hands down, best friends. Like, really don't need. Like, this is the funny thing about good relationships. I've always noticed is like it's a struggle to keep your friends because you're like pretty good with each other. Like,
4: <laughs> no, that I feel like that has been happening. It's yeah. like just us two all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. and sometimes I'll be like, babe, go with your
0: friends. Like, <laughs> like, I like I want you to keep him. He's like, I'll just stay here. <laughs> yep, it's hard because you're like yeah. this is my most comfortable place. Yeah. I have to like force
4: myself to get up and go out because yeah. I just be happy with drinking wine at, at the yeah. house with him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: The, the camaraderie that you know guys seek with hanging out with the fellas because you know that's supposed to be a safe place where you can talk about all the things that you don't normally talk about at home right. around the girl. Right. Um. That has less relevance in my life because she's created that space for me here. I literally say whatever comes to mind. <laughs>
0: right oh i believe and it we, and we
3: laugh about it together and she will often chime in and agree it's, it, it's it's strange right uh to be able to communicate so openly and so freely so uh and it's weird because some people ask us it's the one of the weirdest questions i think we get like do y'all spend a lot of time together i'm like what do you think a relationship or an engagement or a marriage yeah. is like Right.
0: I remember I had a friend oh, okay. one time that was like, I can't spend, uh, like, I, I got to have my own space. I can't spend every waking day with my girl. And I'm like, when you're in a good relationship, though, you don't ever think like that. And it's not that you don't get your space, but it's yeah. like, you don't even think like that. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, this is so much fun. Like, you don't be like, oh, I've been with you for four days. Like, it, yeah. it don't work that way.
3: I think that. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I get the urge to, like, have some quiet time or me time which i think we both do from time to time mm-hmm. it doesn't happen a lot but when it does happen i mean i, I go to the gym i go walk well, run or sometimes I, one of the things i like doing is um i love going to watch a game at a bar right and, yes. and i'm the only one there i don't know anybody Such a yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, i mean you know you don't have to spend every waking moment with a person but Understand that when you do get engaged or married, I mean, that is your person and you will spend the overwhelming majority of of your time (laughs) with that person. You You should
0: be uber comfortable doing nothing with that person.
4: If you can't do that, then they're not the one for
0: you. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Because I think people get in these relationships where they um, get obsessed with someone because they have fun together. Yeah. And they don't test out what it looks like when they're actually living life. Yeah. You know, like they're the going out couple or they're the like the work couple or the party couple or the travel couple. What yeah. the hell does it look like when you two sit at home and stare at each other because the TV doesn't work? Like,
3: yeah.
0: what yeah. do you do? What does yeah. that look like? Yeah.
3: yeah. On a Saturday morning when there's nothing to do, um, hair not done or, or you have a conversation before you brush your teeth.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, will I let you breathe in my face? <laughs> right. Right.
4: Right.
0: The
3: true test. Yeah. Or the first time, you know, you get a stomach bug. <laughs> right.
0: That's real. That is right. so real. <laughs> right.
3: Right. Like yeah. I'm throwing
0: up everywhere. I can't get off the couch. Like I'm right. ugly. Help right. me, Jesus. Like all the above. <laughs> yeah. You know, go in there for ten minutes. <laughs> I remember Yeah.
3: it was, we wasn't even in a relationship. This is what we were still talking. I, I I say talking loose. What the hell is talking? Anyway, this is before we uh, this is before August, before we um had got official, official, oh. official. And uh I had gotten salmonella poisoning from a restaurant in DC. They didn't cook my chicken wings properly, right? Oh boy, I was so sick for like a week and a half. And when I mean sick, I mean like bathroom out of commission for yeah. a half. Yeah. And Edmundy was there with me, taking care of me because I was in so much pain, like I couldn't like not. I couldn't be alone because yeah. the pain was like they compared it to labor pains for a woman. So I had that for like a week. Right. And um, I also I couldn't eat. Emily had to like feed me, but I also had to like make 40 trips to a bathroom daily. Right. Mm. A lot. And everybody had to ride with me through this. Right. Mm, right. Yeah. But the fact that we were both comfortable in doing it uh, sort of. I guess. So <laughs> it did. It She's really so did. Me. <laughs> yeah, because when you can be vulnerable with someone and show them, you know, parts of you that they won't see, like being the party couple or being the work couple, or you know, like when you put your best foot forward on put for the gram. You know, mm-hmm. when people can see the sides of you that you try to hide from everyone else and still accept it, and you feel comfortable showing that to them, that says something completely different. So we had a lot of moments like that early on. um, Well, it's
0: not the fun stuff. It's like, that's the plus, the bonus. That's the added on benefit to a good relationship. It's like, can I go through some shit with you? And will you ride? Will we be okay? (laughs) Oh, my bad. (laughs) My bad. Too soon. Too soon. Wow. Wow. All right. So I'm going to jump a little left um, because I keep hearing this. So good news is, right, they're saying the divorce rate is down. Have you yeah. heard this? Yeah. Know. This whole, like, we went from 55 to 18% or something crazy, some crazy number, um, basically because people are waiting now. They're waiting until they're educated. They're wait- waiting until they're financially stable. You know, we know back in the day, everybody was getting married at 18, 19 to yeah. set up the family and set it up in the way so the wife could take care of the kids and the man could go work, and it was it was more efficient. I think oh, things God. have changed, and now people are finally waiting. So that's the good news. But I heard another stat the other day that said... Um, it was like after twenty thousand dollars, it was like the more you spend on the wedding, the more likely you are to get divorced. And it was like it was mm-hmm. like once it hit fifty thousand, it was like divorce rate was at like sixty percent. Then it just went up from there. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? And then like tell us the truth about like what was your did you have a conservative budget for the wedding? Or are you going all out?
3: <laughs> what She's <laughs>
4: laughing away?
3: Oh man! All right, so. I guess we could talk about the first part about the uh, divorce rate. We can start there. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think the divorce rate is down for all the reasons that research has been saying. People are waiting longer. They're making more conscious decisions um, about who they date, when, and how. And um, they're doing it. It's like waiting later, it it messes with your biological clock, but it also. makes you a more mature person. Right. Um, a lot of people have had more experiences and know what they like or don't like. And um, in a way, I think that that helps, you know, sustain healthy
0: marriages.
4: Well, right. also the access. We have access to way more people than
0: generations Ooh, before. Say it again. Like mm. with the, the social media. Too much and, instant gratification. Yeah, there. being able yeah. to
4: travel, all that stuff. And so... As before, they would maybe sell down because they only had maybe 20 options of, you know, people. Oh, that yeah. just,
0: the 20 yeah. people you knew from high school and the five people exactly. on your block.
4: And now Basically. we have 20,000 options. We could find a different country. We could, we could look online and like swipe left, sw- swipe right. And keep
3: going and keep going and keep, you know. That's and true. So, I plotted on you from 1,100 miles away.
4: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't have to stay in Florida. You you were able to do that. Yeah. So um, that's another reason.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, that's true. I think um, also the divorce rate could be down because of the fact that um, aren't marriages down as well?
0: Oh, really? So there's yeah. a lower number of marriages? I didn't see that part. They don't report it. <laughs> they yeah. don't
3: report it. But I think I read somewhere that people less people are getting married now, too, because, I mean, especially for women of color, right? Yeah. Uh, I think black women are still like over fifty percent of them will never get married, according to recent. What? Research.
4: But but they want to get married. They want they're to, just, but won't. It, yeah, just not. Right.
3: Right now. Yeah, and then there's there's a, a number of reasons why that's the case. Yeah. Um, like for the, I mean, we could start off with the fact that there, black women outnumber black black men. Um, I think. <laughs> by nature of, you know, birthing, but also by the fact that um, they are overrepresented in the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. And then there are huge disparities in education and income levels, which makes it a little bit more difficult to find, I guess, your equal or what you think you should deserve. Um, But anyway, so all that being said, moving forward to... um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Wedding costs and how that relates to divorce. I think that a lot of people want to get married for the wedding and not for the actual lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm. I think Instagram has popularized, um, you know, the the dress buying process, the first look The whole wedding industry has yeah, just it's, made it's it. it's just you know, and that's unfortunate. Um, because I think as a result of that a lot of people make the decision to get married not even knowing what it is right and <clears throat> so we could start there people are getting divorced because they don't know what marriage or a real commitment is and I think that um, those people are more likely to spend more on the wedding because they think that um, they think that it's all about the wedding so that's where they're going to put all their resources right
2: mm-hmm.
3: they're going to take out the loans they're going to you know, bottom out their mom and dad's bank account to put together this big extravagant event that for one day.
0: One not day. Not even a
3: whole day. A few
0: hours. Right. A few hours. And is it even really for you? It's like for the guests. It's
4: for the guests. I mean, oftentimes it's for the guests it's for right. the guests. It ain't yeah. for us. Right. It
3: ain't for
4: us.
0: Most because most married couples, especially the woman, maybe not the man, but the woman is typically, like, halfway miserable through half the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, this is crazy. I'm over my yeah. bridesmaids. Like, I just want this shit to be over with, and I want to enjoy my honeymoon. Right. Seriously.
3: She's been cussing everybody out all morning.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, it, if it's for the couple only,
4: then most people would just get eloped.
3: Yeah. Right. Right. Which we considered, yeah. right? Really? We were that selfish because, like, we... Um, didn't want to fall in that category of people who um, only care about the wedding and we wanted to just uh, focus on us so we considered a, a that didn't work mm-hmm. out our families <laughs> wouldn't go for that ish. so and then um, the other piece is I want her to have a wedding I mean she, she's, mm-hmm. she, she's beautiful I yeah. want to see her in a white dress uh.
0: <laughs> Selfish side. Oh,
4: yeah. I, I think another reason that you know when people spend so much money on a wedding and you take out loans and this and that, after that couple hours, now you're stuck with all this debt.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, and now yeah.
4: you're miserable and upset and or yeah. trying to figure out how you're gonna pay all this all this off. It's like you the know, equivalent of like you're fighting. You're yeah. arguing because because like, I think money, money, finances is the number one. Number cause one of cause of divorce. Yeah, Hand in
0: hand. Basically, yeah. they tie together. This is like this is like me waking up one morning and saying, you know what, I'm going to go live in Hawaii for a month. I'm going to max out my credit cards and I'll figure it out when I get back. Yeah, like that's the equivalent of like getting married and having some ridiculous wedding that is half the cost of your annual salary. Yeah.
3: Yes, And if you got it like that, by all means, ball out, right? Right. Some people got it like that and no problem. Pocket change. But the overwhelming majority (laughs) of people I know don't. Right. And they put on these weddings by borrowing, right? And.
0: We ain't got enough debt already. I got enough debt. I got enough (laughs) debt for everybody.
3: Right. (laughs) I, I think that that um, messes up the foundation, like the foundation you could have built, right? Because a lot of the resources you put into this one day of pleasing your friends and looking good. um, You could have put a down payment on a crib, a house for y'all to move into after the wedding furniture. Um, You could have helped pay off some student loans. I mean, you could have really set yourself up for something Uh, to sustain the relationship long term. But if you invest all of it into, you know, drinks that are going to be gone in four hours or I mean, so I kind of want to talk a little bit. I'm I'm glad you asked this question because um, we got a lot of questions about why we chose a destination wedding. Mm. For those of you who do not know, Uh, And I'm going to assume most of you don't, because this is the first time we've joined Miss Farley's podcast as a couple. We're getting married this August in Cancun, right? Yeah. Cancun, Mexico. Ebony's from California. I'm from Florida. We both live in D.C. So we considered all three of those places um, to get married when we first got engaged. We were looking at venues in California, first and foremost, because that's where she's from. And I think... I guess tradition says you get married close to the bride and yeah. whatever. Anyway, yeah. everything in California was super expensive for the type of wedding we wanted. I mean, we're talking thirty thousand dollars just to reserve a venue. This is Ooh. not including bar. This is not including food, yeah. decorations. We ain't talking just about dressing. the venue. Just the venue, right? And um, <laughs> and this is for like you know standard places, right? And then, if you want to take it a, a notch down, and you know, maybe relax your standards a little bit, maybe you can find some for twenty grand, which is still outrageous. So I thought to myself, well, I'm from Florida. Florida's a cheaper place than California, right? Let me look up some places in my great state. Um, surprisingly, they were the same. Even though Florida's very cheap wedding-wise, the venues were still very it's destination. expensive. Yeah. People love
0: to get married in Florida. It's beautiful. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I I found that out the hard way, you know, um, even in little old St. Augustine, Florida, where I'm from, I thought of literally every place we could possibly get married. I mean, the venues are starting off at 20 something grand and um, could we have pulled it off? Yeah. But I just didn't think it was a wise financial decision for us to spend that much on um, a venue when, uh, you know, we want to buy a house, you know, okay. in a year or so. The D.C. Maryland Virginia area was the same, um, so now but we're I, thinking. And I did want to get married. Yeah, or, uh, so we're like, where we gonna get married? But then one yeah. of your friends, um,
4: yeah, they they got married in um in Mexico as well, some yeah. some part of Mexico, and they were just showing me videos and they they sent me the like price the pricing of everything and. I was amazed. I was like, "Whoa, this is I got all this for this much."
3: Yeah.
4: Um. And so I was sold, and so I just. she paid to,
3: like what, like seven thousand dollars, something like that, right? Yeah, between seven and ten, something like that, for like a hundred 100 people.
4: Yeah, and um, just amazing. Yeah, hundred um, people. Amazing. And then
3: with the resorts, you have um, it's, you know, like, it's, it's, it's it's a vacation for everybody who comes. So like they're eating for free at seven international restaurants, five star restaurants, drinking for free the entire week, right? So we reached out to a, um, a destination wedding planner, planning agency, or what have you, and they hooked us up with a bunch of promotions. So mm-hmm. I think um, if we booked 25 rooms on our wedding block, our wedding would be free. Uh, we exceeded that pretty fast, so we have okay. a free wedding. Um, then they gave us an additional four to $5,000 in resort credits that we can use to our spas, Mm-hmm. They gave us three free events, so um, our welcome reception, our brunch, rehearsal dinner slash reception after the wedding, those are going to be free. The liquor be pouring. We're talking top shelf stuff here. Yeah. So the only thing is we we'll really have to come out of pocket for, or like the extra stuff. Now we can splurge on like getting drone cameras, and um, she has a uh, a very nice dress which I haven't seen, but now I can get like custom tuxedos, and
2: yeah.
3: um, you know, we have to pay for i think six dollars a chair for everybody over 32 guests i mean small stuff but we'll still like be well under 10 grand probably even you know with the extra stuff that we piled on which we feel and it's gonna be in cancun on a beach i mean it's gonna be beautiful um is it outside on the beach so, yeah, the ceremony is yeah.
4: outside on the beach, but the reception's indoors. Nice ballroom, ballroom, beautiful, the ballroom. beautiful yeah.
3: ballroom on the inside. You know, I got a bomb DJ come from LA. This is a celebrity DJ. <laughs> that uh, DJ is a a very popular show on HBO. Nice. Uh, yeah, he went to FAMU with me. I maybe giving it away now but anyway so we're gonna have a bomb west coast dj that spent four years in florida so we'll have a mix between two short implies (laughs) Uh
0: this makes him so happy (laughs) yo so there there's got to be a lot say
4: what oh i say yeah we're not spending we're not spending too much yeah
0: there's got to be a lot of people out there thinking that a wedding costs 20 grand like that you just cannot get married for less than 20 grand and you I guys think, are getting married somewhere beautiful.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think 30 grand is the national average, but these are people who um, get married in America. Right. Right? Yeah. So, because everybody I've talked to so far has spent at least 30 grand, some yeah. more people who've gotten uh, married in the States.
4: And, and honestly to each, each plate when it comes to your reception can be between like a hundred and 150. So you have to think like, do i really like you on that yeah yeah do i like you to pay a hundred dollars for you per plate yes it it gets expensive so if you have a hundred guests yeah times that by a hundred
3: yeah we're expecting about 130 or 150 probably and it doesn't even affect our bottom line because at the resort um they've included so much we bought them business so now they're just giving people food that it would have had to feed anyway.
2: Wow. Uh,
3: yeah. So it's, um, I, I can you know, I always tell people who are considering it. Hey, don't, don't, don't knock it till you try it, man. Yeah.
0: For real, for real. Like I mean, I'm about to go look into this.
4: <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know. sort of my only thing I would say to people who um, would like, like to try a destination is make sure the people that you really want to be there can travel or can get oh, a passport yeah. That's the only thing, like your mom or your grandpa or whoever, yeah. um, people who just I like, can't imagine your wedding without. Yeah. Right. And then once if they say, "Oh yeah, I got a passport," or "I'm willing to get one," then by all means, all right.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's dope. that is. Yeah. is
3: cool. Very close family members who the Department of State refuses to issue passports to. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> you know both of them, Jessica. Yeah. So. Um, it's, it's very sad because I really wanted to be there, but I had no idea what the situation was until we've already paid out a positive at Cancun. And, you know, we're like, hey, um, you know, get your passport ready. And I, well, you know, come in, because I got this little situation with the court, you know, dating back 12 years and. You know they some of them owe some serious money, and the you can't get a passport if you owe over a certain amount of money in child support or to the government or yeah. whatever.
4: Wow, uh, yeah,
3: and these are things, things that, you
4: find out, <laughs> yeah, things you find out afterwards. the hard way, yeah,
0: yeah, that's crazy. Well, we are so excited for the wedding, I cannot wait. We're gonna have yeah, so much happy. fun. <laughs> um, so what? So you go from meeting okay, so literally all in two years, this is like. Meeting each other, getting out of bad relationships, proposing, being engaged. Now you're planning the wedding. You're eight months away from an amazing, beautiful wedding. And then in the midst of all of this, you decide to start the cuffing season podcast, which is one of my favorite yeah. couples <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. What inspired yeah. you guys to do this?
4: Well, I I, <laughs> I mean, I think it came from people would just always ask. You know, or like, well, I guess jokingly, like write a book or girl, tell me how to get a man, you know, just like funny things like that. Right, so, right. Or or like, oh, we love your story. You guys should tell it or blog about her, or this or that. So I'm just like, hmm, maybe we should, you know, and I would talk to him about it jokingly and we would, and then he would say maybe he'll write a book. There's um, <laughs> <laughs> so just just so many ideas flowing and then um, maybe a couple of weeks maybe like a month or a couple of weeks went by. And then one day I came home from work and I just see a microphone here and I was like, Oh shoot. Like we're really about to do it. And so um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a man of action. And so,
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. give him no idea you ain't ready so, for. <laughs> so from, from just like
4: joking around and talking about it and people just like, Oh, you guys should uh, talk about your relationship. Um, and I, you know, we're like, shoot, why not? Let's try it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then, which led to this, you know, we just, started recording and he had a whole bunch of topics you know that we could possibly talk about and yeah yeah
3: (laughs) sounds like you summed it up pretty good yeah you
0: got a popping podcast (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's we we love it yeah and you launched two months ago Mm
3: -hmm. yeah uh it's it was like first week of november something like that
0: yeah Yeah. that's crazy well congratulations on all the dope success Congratulations Appreciate on schooling you. people that uh, need to hear how to achieve a successful relationship like this. Um, yeah. I hear a lot about what you guys talk about and I had to ask this cause I thought it was so funny. Cause now every time I hear something about relationships, I, I instantly send it to Rontel. I'm like, so what y'all think? Talk to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Did y'all hear about what Gucci man said on yeah. that interview? Oh. About, yeah. 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 They asked him um, how, what did he th- what, how do you keep your wife happy
4: mm-hmm.
0: and he said uh, what did he say money he was like
3: money yeah
4: yeah."
0: basically he, he
3: couldn't be, be broke and married
0: or yeah. he, can be happy, he, like he couldn't
3: be happy he couldn't be happy if he was broke he couldn't be happily married if he was broke he said it money sound- makes everything better
0: it sounded vain at first it, but then I kind of got the vibe that he was just saying like you shouldn't yeah. get married when you're broke yeah. Now, yeah like that doesn't make sense do y'all feel do y'all agree with that
3: uh, I don't, I can understand where he's coming from. I think it's easier to, um, I, I, it's, you know, I can't even say it's easier. I think that, um, the, the issues that will arise in your marriage, if you have money are different than if you're poor. Right. So he's right. speaking from a rich man's perspective. Right. But here's a couple things I know when you get married. Um, one of the things the preacher is going to ask you, is, will you stick with this person through richer and for poor, right? Richer and for poor, because uh, marriage is intended for those both rich Mm -hmm. and poor, um, which to me says that the foundation of it has nothing to do with money at all. Um, And I I think it's it's, it's more of an American concept um, than a, a universal one. Uh, cause in America, yeah, money makes everything easier. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, uh, by his logic, nobody should get married cause, uh, the overwhelming majority of people here don't have money. Right. Even the ones that are educated are burdened in student loan debt. So are we not capable of eternal love and commitment? I, you know, so, um, I can understand where he was coming from, but I think, you know, his argument just has a lot of flaws and you can, you know, Shoot a lot of holes in it, and um, and then and then say because you
4: never know what, what's going to happen, right? So say next week, you know, all their money is gone. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get divorced? Does he not love her anymore? Does he feel like oh, we we can't get married? Let's,
3: that's not love. That's
0: not love, right? right. It's really no. not because it, love love is
3: loving someone when they have nothing. And, oh, good example, good segue, right? <laughs> Ebony fell in love with me before she really knew who I was right so um, when we were becoming friends Mm -hmm. the only thing she really knew about me was that I lived in DC I worked somewhere and I had a roommate (laughs) because that's literally all she knew about me because she met me through my roommate she knew I had a job because I would leave at a certain time and come back at a certain time but she didn't know what I did My car was parked at your house in Tampa, so she was under the impression that I didn't even have a car. Oh, that's right. From her perspective, she's in D.C., right? And she sees this guy. um, That crib you had with your roommate was nice, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, so I mean, the the crib was nice. So, you know, maybe she assumed that I did something. I I had enough money to pay for the crib, right? Right. But um, she didn't... (laughs) For all that she knew, I could have been just uh, you know uh, I, I could have worked at UPS or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know I could have I could have you know I could have done a lot of things. So she had no idea that you know I had a car, no idea that I had a master's degree, no idea that I actually made pretty good money, no idea that I had any of the other accomplishments or achievements that you know I've, I've had. All, all that all those things were icing on the cake. Um, but the cake is what um, attracted her to me in the first place, it's like my character, the way I treated her, mm-hmm. the my outlook on life, the way I treated other people. And I think that that is uh, I mean, those are the things that, um, you know, those are the traits in which you uh, you, you build a, a marriage on, not necessarily money, because money can be here today and going tomorrow. We see it with a lot of people. I mean, money is so fleeting. And then um, on top of that, I mean, even people who do have money long term, I mean, they get divorced just like everybody else. Hell, money don't keep people together. It sure don't. By the same token, we all know dozens of poor couples that have been married for decades in loving yeah. relationships that have raised really, really good families on little to nothing. Right. My, you know, my other best friend. Um, Rashad, his, um, his parents have been, uh, married for, I don't know, I think over 30 years. Right. Wow. And he, and he tells this story all the time. You know, his mom, you know, drives city buses, his dad, you know, drives the dump trucks. Right. And they've been doing that for years and they have one of the most awesome marriages, uh, in the world. So you don't have to be a millionaire. Right. To. To love someone and to have a great family, and you know Rashad's parents, they raised two good kids. You know, right. um, you know they, yeah. these are you, so you don't. So for that reason, like I, I can understand maybe what Gucci is coming from, but I, I, don't, I just don't agree with. So it. misguided. It, it's, it's misguided. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I agree a thousand percent. You're right, and it, and things can change so quickly. So this it cannot be the foundation or a base to a successful marriage. It can be a benefit and an added plus, but it's not. It can be nowhere found in the foundation, even though finances are directly tied to divorce. Mm -hmm. I think that's really an unrelated statement. So, yeah, I agree a lot. Um, I was just thinking about you when I thought about this. Um, A couple weeks ago, I sat down with um, an old friend from Florida State. We were just catching up and uh, a guy and he was telling me how he'd been in a relationship for for almost seven years now. And as we got deeper into the conversation and he wasn't really willing to disclose a whole lot, he was asking me how I was doing and I was explaining Mm -hmm. it. And he's like, yo, I've, I've seen your mans on Instagram, like tell me about your relationship. You're a new mom, like, you know, update me on everything. So I'm telling him everything and he just breaks down to me. He's like, yo, like, I didn't think relationships like that existed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he proceeds to tell me about how, like, he's been in this relationship for seven years And has already proposed once. It didn't work out. They're still trying to make it work because they have kids. And he's like, I just thought that this was part of like the, like you, um, you make it work. Like you commit to somebody and you make it work. And he's like, but the stuff you're telling me about how you feel in your relationship and the way you're treated and all the fun y'all have together, like I didn't think that shit was real.
3: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: yo, yeah. Like, so I, then I thought there's got to be so many men out there that are so that are questioning marriage so much because we think that men just can't handle marriage. Like, we're just like, they, they're they like, it's such a struggle now in this day and age. But I thought versus that there's probably men that are in a lot of the wrong relationships or have no idea, especially coming from single parent homes, what a successful marriage looks like. Yeah. So yep. what would your advice be to men, Rontel, that are questioning marriage or not fond of the idea at all.
3: I think marriage is a beautiful thing. And I think that the right woman, um, will add increase in value to every aspect of your life. And you'll know you're with the white woman. If every aspect of your life starts increasing. I mean, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, it, it, (sighs) It's almost like you're plugging yourself into a wall. Now, you you're, you feel fully charged when you're with her, right? Whereas a relationship that you uh, maybe should reevaluate would drain you, drains the life out of you, makes you feel like you have nothing left, you're not happy. And I think uh, I can understand um, where it's coming from, feeling like um you know you're supposed to not not give up easy work through some things because the nature of a man is to work right right try things Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out try again try again try again and you know we apply those same lessons um to people uh and in relationships but i think wisdom at some point has to kick in and say um you know, I've tried this too many times and it's still not working. I'm still not happy. Um, I think at that point, you should just um, have a, a really uh, have a conversation with yourself first about what it is you really want. Going back to what Ebony mentioned in in the very beginning of the episode, deciding what you really want, because if, if you're not, I mean, it sounds selfish, but it's true. I mean, the, the, the first law of preservation is self-preservation. So you you have to be happy. If you're not happy with yourself, you cannot be happy in a relationship yeah. with someone else, right? right, right. So um, you have to have that conversation about what it is you really want first. And then, um, you know, after that, um, when you have the conversation with your partner, you have to be okay with the fact that it may mean separation. But I know that there's a lot of fear in that, um, feeling like you've invested so much time and resource in a personal relationship that, um, going to return to you void. Um, feeling like there may not be anyone else out there for you, but I can honestly say, and, and you'll feel all types of feelings when it first happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, you know, it, it, it hurts
1: mm-hmm. and it's
3: difficult, but I'll say that after feelings of pain and disappointment subside, I mean the sun starts to shine a little brighter, the sky's a different color blue. And uh <laughs> <I> <laughs> and I
0: That's where you should have wrote music. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that's when you open yourself up for the blessings that you really Uh, that God really has for you. Um, there's this meme circulating on Instagram. I've been seeing it for a few years. There's a picture of a young girl holding a a, a teddy bear in both hands. And then there's Jesus reaching to the girl saying, give me your teddy bear. She doesn't want to give it up. Because, you know, she's in love with this teddy bear. Little does she know, Jesus has an even bigger teddy bear behind his back that he wants to give to her. But he can't give it to her until she empties her hands. Right. Life is a lot like that. Relationships are a lot like that. If you are holding on to something that you know don't make you as happy as you could be, let it go and try Jesus. See if he don't put somebody in your life that make you beyond happier than you thought you could have ever been uh so i mean that that's my that's my advice to and then you know i I understand it gets even more difficult with um children yeah i don't i don't have any children um but i grew up in a single parent household and i'll say that i think kids can sense when parents are not happy or when parents are in things that are unhealthy or don't make them happy Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and it rubs off on the kid
0: oh absolutely yeah
3: and i think that um it does more justice to a kid to have a happy parent uh or a parent who even a parent who may stumble you know takes a chance um and, and tries to love again elsewhere and then finds that love I mean I think I think in the end you know like a happy parent is what um, grows happy children
2: mm-hmm, absolutely,
3: absolutely. And sometimes you just have to take that risk because if you're in something that you just know won't get better no matter how hard you work I mean you gotta leave it alone for your sake and the sake of your kid and the sake of your, you know the, the child's mother so
2: yeah.
3: um, I know that that's not a perfect answer especially coming from a person who doesn't have kids but um, thinking back on um, you know, being raised by a single mother and seeing some of the guys that, you know, expressed their interest in her and seeing, um, I guess some of the heartbreak she went through, um, it rubbed off on me and I just, I I had always prayed that, uh, you know, the right man would come along and that she would be open to the right man. And I felt like, (laughs) um, you know, if your friend has a kid and he's seeing some of the same things, I think that he probably want the same thing for his parents. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it was so crazy because we had such a long conversation about how he just really, truly had no idea. He thought that it was for the movies, that there was good Not relationships right. like that because he had never seen that from his own mother and her relationships. He was like, I really thought that stuff was fake. And I'm like, no, no. Like And he was like, or I just thought that was like the first year of dating. Like that everything changes. And I'm like, nah, no.
3: Oh man.
0: And it's so crazy how we're influenced by 20, 30 years ago what we saw Mm -hmm. and -hmm. how it affects our relationships now. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And it's and it all it's all wrapped around therapy. As I Mm -hmm. tell people all the time, I've gone to therapy so much and done so much Mm -hmm. self-development. I'm not tooting my own horn, but like I can do something and then go to blame like Chris or something else. And then like within five minutes, I'm like, no, no, that you're doing that because of when your dad did this and you used to think that and now it's actually this. I'm like, you know what? My bad. Or you're doing this because you're an only child or whatever. Like, you know, like we came, we went to Cali for a week. We were trying to run into y'all, but we were in Cali for a week with Chris, Chris I was it was Chris our two kids um his mom and his sister so we're like one big family I'm an only child I get back I'm annoyed mean rude stank like all of the above <laughs> and like for like a good half half a day I tried to like blame Chris on like not planning properly and all of these things and then like it just quick to me clicked to me so quick I was like quick I was like you know what my bad like I'm an only child like I don't do well five days with like seven people. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, everyone get away. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, And it's, but it's being that, you know, that self-aware and knowing when things that were part of your childhood come into play in your day-to-day behavior. Oh, oh yeah. And how integral that is into your relationship to be able to go, oh, you know what, my bad. That's just me being yeah. me. Like, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I, I had, I had similar revelations because we were out, there were her family for two weeks um, and I was, excited but nervous because i'm like they're not gonna get tired of us like you know should i have to you know should i fly back early so y'all can spend some and she kept saying no
0: like what i was
4: like what do you mean my mom loves people over they love big families
3: and people everywhere
4: and oh uh -uh. robert
0: would be like get the hell out i don't have that's
3: (laughs) (laughs) so you know based on my childhood like you know a couple days mom gonna be like uh so how long y'all gonna yeah so but also applying that, you know, so I'm sitting here, you know, we're writing out a budget for Cali. And I'm sitting here like, all right, well, I'm going to need this for groceries. This for-. it's like, what do you mean groceries? Like, you know, we're staying at somebody's house for two weeks. Like, you know, I got to contribute. I'm a man. I got to like, you know, I got to bring oh, yeah. in groceries for all seven of us.
4: she was thinking, right? I was deep. thinking, you yeah, <laughs> know,
3: because when I come, you know, when I go to Florida, you know, the very first day I'm putting some food in that house. Yeah, yeah. you
0: here to contribute. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know,
3: you you're not there freeloading, you know. Yeah. You don't pay a light bill or a gas bill or you're yep. putting gas in the tank every time you drive yeah. the car. So I mean, all all this had been ingrained in me about. you know, So I'm, I'm approaching California the same way, and she kept telling me, "Listen, just relax." And we get out there, and I, and I see what she meant. You know, when her dad picked us up from the airport, the back of his truck was filled with groceries. Wow. Uh, and literally every day he came and I and I tried my best to go off and bring some stuff home and just surprise everybody with a meal but every day he came home with more food more wine more, <laughs> more of that like they literally gave me no opportunity to really you know contribute anything so um to me that was something for the movies right right I, I, that can't be real life, but let me say, Two weeks in paddles Verdes, I can tell you that uh, it, it was real life for me. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Isn't it cool, though, when you marry, like, two of the right things? Like, do you see how much better it's, like, how... I personally, as your best friend since forever, I see your expansion. Like, I see your mind expanding. I see you living life more. Like, I see you being open-minded to things that you would like you were very like and we all are especially us (laughs) from where we're from we were we get so set in our ways of like this is how life is that's that's for them that's for those people like you know and you have really really expanded because you're with the right person absolutely
3: i mean have you seen me on the gram using chopsticks i'm getting very good Sushi, yes. all kind, yeah, man. Like I am, I'm, I'll tell you I don't eat that
0: stuff. I <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man, I was horrible. I was a, I don't know how I had friends back in the day.
0: I don't know how you pulled her up, to be honest.
3: <laughs> God, man, God. Yeah, it's a great
0: balance.
3: What I found though, I think uh, regional differences help. So a lot of like the things that Southern women take for granted like uh you know i'm a southern man so hospitality right opening doors and Mm -hmm. carrying groceries you know like southern manly stuff right they don't do that in dc (laughs) one they really don't do it on the west coast um so i think that uh and, and then at the same time like um the things that Ebony bought to the table, just in terms of like, uh, the, the thing I'm always saying is how open-minded she is and spontaneous. I wasn't really used to that, and I fell no, in love no. with it, right? Um, But yeah, I think...
0: Uh, I tell I think you be like, how y'all just jump on a plane and just go somewhere? Like... No, <laughs> that, that is me.
4: I'm like, I'm booking a ticket.
3: Yo. I remember she dropped a couple grand last year for my birthday. Are we going to DR? Are we going to stay at this fancy resort for a week? I was like... <laughs> Uh, is like, this paid okay. for you need, uh,
0: <laughs> what you need for me
3: <laughs>
0: I need to start saving now
3: <laughs> yeah
0: I did it I just do
3: it you got to yeah so um I, I said all that so I think opposites attract a little bit uh, yeah I never thought I would have dated a woman from California. It just never really crossed my mind. But I, I he,
4: he always said I, I thought I needed a Southern Bell. Yeah. He I really he did. Called. That
0: was his thing forever. So, yes. ab-
3: abandon your list. All the things you have on your list that you think you want, think you need, like say F that in twenty nineteen and and make yourself available to whatever God put in front of you. See mm. if you love it. I
4: love oh, that that is that is so yeah. true. That
3: is especially, especially for women. It. I
4: feel like women have more lists than the men sometimes, they were like, oh, seven feet, oh. Nice yeah. teeth, this, this tall, or, not
0: bald, like, blah, blah, blah. Just cool,
4: yeah, and it's like, you yeah. may get that, and it may be complete trash. Like, yeah. oh, I have everything on my list, but this is, what
0: it, this is what it came, like, this is what it looks like in yeah. person. Oh, I tell people all the time, my list was, you needed to have a master's degree, no kids, you gotta have nice teeth. Let me tell you how my man has none of those. Had none of <laughs> those. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Came dude, with a kid, cool. still needed braces and no barely got a high school diploma. And I was yeah. like, What am I doing? This is gonna mess my whole life up. Like but no, you just you get you like you let your standards down, you let the wall down mm-hmm. and you're just like, I never thought you know, like I have the best stepdaughter ever. Like I'm like yeah. I wouldn't have never, ever been open minded to that. It's crazy.
3: Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, and it's just easier to so once you get that taken care of, it becomes easier to build like the the personal vision you always have for your life because a lot of times there's just a missing piece to it. Yeah. yeah. And it's an
0: adjustment. You get rid of the list, you find what you want, and then you're like, okay, back, back yeah. to building. And typically, yeah. it works better.
3: Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like, I've been talking about running for office for years. Dating Southern Bell after Southern Bell after Southern Bell, after Southern Bell thinking that you know, I need to have this big hat-wearing young lady on my <laughs> side when I announce and all this other stuff. I got and some big hats. You know, <laughs> I can wear a
4: big hat. <laughs> big hat.
3: Right, you do, you do. Um, but I tell people, like, the first time I ever put my name on a ballot was uh, last year when I was dating this woman from California. Um, because of how she made me feel. She made me feel like I was... I was worthy, like I was capable of running. That you know, um, mo- I mean, she just motivated me, man. So right. it, ca- it it was like a it, it, it was an inner feeling that manifested itself outward. Whereas before, I was always just focused on the outer, not necessarily um, the inner, and it, and it kind of showed because like I I just wasn't achieving none of my goals for real back in the day. Right. Like I, I was doing well, you know, just off of personal ambition and motivation and all that, but I do a hell of a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm at peace.
0: Yes. Uh, That's what I can see is the peace because you've let go of a lot of the things that you thought were like your life's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're in a good relationship. Yeah. So you're yeah. kinda like for the first time in your life I'm seeing you like be in flow almost. Yes. hmm Which is crazy. Cause you're like, if I'm not chucking towards this goal, my life is not right. Yeah, and you're yeah. Yeah, just- I mean,
3: it, it was killing me before, man. Like it was. It, that, that's the kind of stuff that sends people to an early grave or a breakdown or whatever. Um, a lot yeah, of people
0: always, don't know you were sick a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was from stress. I always
4: tell him to relax. Yeah. Like yeah. it's okay. It's so- Sit yeah. down,
0: yeah. like <laughs> chill yeah. out,
4: chill, chill, yeah. laugh out. chill out, like
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Let's go on vacation. He's like, what vacation? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean,
3: that's that's
0: from when you're done, when you're done exactly. achieving your goals. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm closer now to my goals, um, being a relaxed, calm, peaceful person than I've ever been. Uh, you know, maybe we can check back in in a few months. <laughs> a, and talk about some of the... Because like some of them are too premature to talk about, but I have some some things happening right now that um, are beyond what I was seeking a year ago. Right. Like, things that are just falling out of the sky. Like, wow, I'm worthy of this?
2: Yeah.
3: Um, And I think it's... I, I don't think it's by coincidence. No. Um, I think it's the way that I'm approaching life, and, and that is a result of, you know, my relationship with Ebony and how I allow her to... Um, influence me um, because she has positive intentions for my life so
0: so Ebony like all the homegirls that were hitting you up asking you how 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 I get a man like that how do I get a relationship like that you know like I even saw somebody selling a product the other day that said how to get how to meet the love of your life and get married in, in less than 90 days and I was like yeah what? But, but my mind was like I know people buying this because women okay. want to know Yeah. So, what would your advice be to women that are like, "Where's my? Where's the one? What's going on?"
4: So, I think, well, I'm a personal experience. It started with, you know, working on myself first. Well, first, I'll say letting go. If you're if you're in something, letting go um, of that situation, just trusting, you know, for spiritual trust in God, and just knowing that um, God doesn't want you in a situation that's bad. But they are not happy in like that's not that wasn't his promise for us so why why are we in this like it's just mm. what you thought you'd be in forever mm. right. um so it's just like realizing like i'm not happy and so i'm just gonna step back and trust him even though it's gonna be very hard you know and we cry and it will be maybe weeks of just like
0: uncomfortable you know, alone
4: stuff, uncomfortable like oh why, why me you know like those moments <laughs> i've had them you know um but just just really trusting, you know, your process and um, you know working on working on yourself. That was the first time I really really took the time to work on myself. And if you know, um, not even knowing if this was gonna work out, I still had to work on myself because mm. nothing ever would have probably worked out if I didn't do that. You know, mm. um, so so I think that's just the main thing. Just just really working on yourself, um, being open. Like we said, throwing away throwing away your list, okay. um, just doing things you don't n- normally do. You know, like I I was barely going to church, but I started going to church with him, and that just brought me so much peace. Um, and it brought me closer to him as well. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think the main thing is just work on yourself, doing things you would normally do, um, like journaling or Ooh, yes, or jogging. Just just things that you that that make you happy. And stop worrying about other people's happiness or what other people are going to think of you. Like, oh, weren't you just dating somebody when now you're dating somebody else? Like, who gives a, you know, who cares? Worry about your own life. Like, Mm -hmm. who cares about social media? Who cares about all this stuff? Like, if if we're so worried about what other people think, we're never going to be happy.
3: Yeah.
4: And so that, that was, like, a main thing with counseling, too, is, like, You know, I was a people pleaser. I was always like, sure, yes. Oh, you got
0: that people pleasing disease too.
4: Yes. (laughs) That's a, it's a real thing. And so just like really focusing on yourself. I I can't stress that enough.
0: Um, Yeah. I tell everybody this was like the first year I was like uber selfish and it was great. It was amazing. And
4: and I lost some friends in the process of, of finding myself and I was just like, oh, okay. Wow. But now I know. And thank you, you know? Yeah. Um, People who fake friends who who you think they're really happy for you, but they're not really happy for you. They're kind of jealous in a weird way. And you start to realize that when you become really happy and focus on yourself, you just start to realize, you know, who, who's not with that. Mm
0: -hmm. That's so real. That is so real. Yeah. That working on yourself. Yeah. I'm dealing with like so many friends right now that are so lost and they're 30 years old and they're trying to figure out where their man is and da, da, da. And I'm like, y'all, it's so simple. Like just, just, let go of the idea, focus on yourself. He's probably right around the corner. Exactly. And God's like, I just want you to get closer to me and figure you out first. Cause if you get with that man that I already know that's for you and you're not full, it's gonna be a big fat mess. So exactly. fix you and then I'll give him to you. Like
4: yeah. and, and and because like he was right there in front of me. I was with him all the time, but I almost messed it up being in my ways. Right. You know, and but he was sitting right in front of me, the blessing that God had. And he was, and he was just like, you know what? I'm give, I'm going to have to talk to somebody else because you're...
0: You're playing games.
4: I look cra- yeah, you actually look crazy. And so I had to be like, okay, you know, get myself together for real. Um, But yeah, just just, <laughs> just just like that, I had a blessing in front of me that I almost let go because I was just so, you know, I was angry still. I was crazy. bitter. I wasn't working <laughs> yeah that's a prime example i i i was i was that i was there
0: wow that's so crazy that's but that's that it's critical because then once you do the work and like i think people get really scared of self-development and like working on yourself because a lot of people i even had a homegirl i was like She said, you keep saying this, but like, I don't know what it looks like. Like, yeah, I I could go to therapy, but what do you mean? Like, what do you mean work on myself? Like, I feel like I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Start doing, like you said, start doing anything like journaling, keeping promises to yourself, like making small Mm -hmm. commitments and keeping those promises to build confidence, like (laughs) find something that makes you feel at peace or happy, like, you know, do it in creating those hobbies that build that confidence and that self-awareness and reading and like, I feel like when I'm self-educating, like, I'm at my absolute best. Like, therapy and self-education, I'm like, I know exactly what's going on, where I need to be, what I'm doing, how to be, like, boom, 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 you know? And so it's just starting somewhere with knowing that, like, the power is in the self-awareness of just knowing how to keep you happy. It's like, I'm finally in a place in my personal life where I'm like, you, like, my partner, I'm like, you could do whatever you want. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could you could walk away tomorrow. I would be hurt, crushed. you the father of my son, but like I'd be all right because I have resolved all of this stuff to where I feel like I'm a solid individual now. Yeah, and that is so critical. That's the meaning of the whole. Like, I really think that's the whole meaning of like be two whole individuals like coming together to be one. It's yep. not yeah. they're not two halves. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you are bringing two whole individuals, and then you're sharing this like bomb life together is how it really works
3: exactly and bomb life it is man (laughs) gosh i mean if there's any i I hope there's a lot of incentive people i've heard today for assessing wherever they are and figuring out you know if 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 they want a relationship they want to be married but if they do um just know it's gonna be well worth whatever you have to go through to get there oh man i love it yeah,
4: and your biggest, best blessing is the cliche that it's on the other side of fear. Yep, girl. That's yep. my entire that's podcast premise. It it's so <laughs> true. As much as we hear, it's it's so yeah. true. So true. Yeah.
0: Well, Runtel I have to say on the podcast in front of everybody that I am beyond proud of you. You left Tampa, <laughs> December two thousand sixteen, and I was worried. I was like, Lord, please keep him safe. Mm-hmm. I thought he was down here. We could keep an eye on him. Like he doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> right. He doesn't know how to get there. He's going back to where he came from. This could be a whole mess. He's going back to a relationship that I know that is has fallen apart. Like I was like, please protect him. And um, I'm just appalled and so proud and so happy at where I'm looking at you now that that was all the right steps to get you in the right place.
3: Yeah. yeah. Cause the, um, the devil tested me again mm-hmm. when I got, when I got there, that same girl that i broken up with three or four times came over that day saying, let's try again. Mm. And yeah. it took me finding strength. I didn't know I had to say no. I don't know what the hell life got in store for me, but it got to be better than this. Mm-hmm. And, and she was upset. I was wondering if I made the right choice, um, but... In hindsight, I think that uh, I don't know. I I I, I was twenty. How oh, old was I? Twenty-eight, maybe. Must have been twenty-eight. Yeah. I was twenty-eight, so I mean, I was legally a man, but I felt like that was the day I really stepped into manhood. It was like the most mature decision I think I had ever really made up until that point.
0: Because it would have uh, been so easy to try again. It would have been so easy to try again. Because you're used to it. It's, you know, it's safe. It's like, all right. It was more comfortable than saying no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And the most important decision a man will ever make in life is determining who to spend the rest of his life with, you know, because that's the decision in which everything else will be based upon. So, um, you shouldn't take it lightly. Um so yeah, in that in that moment I always say that's when I, that's the day I became a man because um that is what put me on the path that I'm on now. And it left my hands empty enough for God to pour into this huge blessing that I needed to have both hands free
0: to catch. So Wow. I love it. Y'all make me so happy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Well, Ebby, I'm glad I finally you. got a chance to meet you. I know. Finally. <laughs> Your hair I... looks amazing. Huh? Your hair looks amazing. Thank you. I hate it dark. I hate it. I'm about to go back blonde. I hate it. I love I... dark hair. I'm white, and I think dark hair makes me look gothic. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't <it,
3: laughs> that dark, though?
4: If it was black, it was black Yeah, black, black, I would say yeah. change
0: it, but no, that's like... But
4: it's, it's like a light brown, like a dark and
0: light brown. It's, yeah. it's Say goodbye. It's going. <laughs> I've decided already. You
3: know, people still don't know you're white.
0: Are you serious?
3: Are, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> if you don't know, Jessica. <laughs> I, I, I am a white. Okay. <laughs> I had
3: this conversation with so many people over the last week in California or whatever. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, my friend from Florida is here in town. You know, one podcast and everybody was like, oh, yeah, the Hispanic girl. And I'm like, no, she's not Hispanic. No.
0: Somebody uh, wrote, Chris did a video recently for his ads. And then uh-huh. I'm in it, and it's like all about like freeing up your time for family or whatever. And like I'm in it. Somebody wrote in the comments, um, "Yo, bro, I'm so disappointed. You were my idol. I thought you'd have some black queen." And then, <laughs> then, and then he said, "This." Then he said he was like, "But you know what? I get it. I heard Mexicans are really loyal." Like, <laughs> you're
4: like, uh, Yo, what the I is. was like,
0: "Well, you're wrong about both, so it's fine." <laughs> oh,
3: that is
4: That's hilarious,
0: hilarious man. Yeah, it's been yeah. a lot of hate lately. Like somebody told him to get he was wearing a Walmart jacket in his one of his videos. <laughs> <laughs> they were like bros wearing a jacket from Walmart.
3: Yeah, why are <laughs> they going in on him, man? They do. <laughs> That's hilarious. The
0: more popular hey. you get, the more hate you get. far far Exactly. As... <laughs> yeah.
3: People I don't know. People are always so surprised like when they find out like my best friend is a, a white girl from South <laughs> Florida.
0: But it makes so much sense because you have been yeah. advocating and I'm I'm saying this as if there's an elephant in the room but you've been advocating for the black community your entire life, rightfully so. Yeah. I know where you were raised. I knew where you grew up. So it, it just makes no sense that your best friend is a white It actually makes right. zero sense that your best what? friend's a
4: white girl. People
3: would have no so, idea. That's why it's
4: so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like I, 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 mean, I was telling Ebony like when we first got engaged like I wanted you to be a groomsman but I was like, you know, that's... It just doesn't work. That way just <laughs> it doesn't
0: make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to put her, but she's supposed to be in it.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. So um, that's why I was like, well, at a minimum, she's definitely giving a speech. So. Oh,
0: hands and that's down. what throw
3: people off too. They come like, who was that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Who does white girl talk about? She know Rontel. Right, 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 (laughs) right. Yeah, well, just make sure I'm far away from any drinks before I get started. Then the drinks can flow. (laughs) Right.
3: Man, listen, sometimes the the better, the speeches are better with drinks because at our engagement party in D.C., (laughs) oh, man. These boys got up after like three or four whiskeys, giving like speeches that they couldn't even get through because they were crying they midway through. Because they were drunk.
4: <laughs> I was like, oh, are they crying?
3: Patting again? each other on the back.
4: <laughs> oh, you really got some good friends in. <laughs> oh, man. I was, yeah.
0: That
4: was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's because they
3: were drunk, though. It's because they were drunk. It's
4: been and
2: a it long was time good.
0: coming, too. Yeah. So, it's yeah. been a long time coming. Everybody wanted this for Ronto. We just didn't know how it was going to pan out. So now we're like, <laughs> all so happy that this happened (laughs) i
3: am everybody everybody from st augustine friends and famu friends and dc friends they 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 lost faith in me for a while but
0: (laughs) but we're back well you're a good human being so you deserved a good woman and this Mm -hmm. all came together and it makes so much sense now like so much sense. sense
3: Well, thank. I, I want to before you close us out. I, I want to thank you for having us on uh, the Stranded Phase. This yes. is uh, my second, her first. Um, I listened to a lot of your episodes. I think it's dope. So I was hoping to get back on it because I, as I was um doing my annual Instagram purge, and I'm still not done with it, but I got far down in my feed, and um, I saw this post I did. When you first started, The Stranding
2: Face,
3: I posted the podcast, hey, my best friend got a new podcast, make sure y'all check it out. And I was like, wow, like, that was just a year or so ago. It's crazy how much time has went. So uh, super proud of you and all that you're doing because a lot of people don't know this. Your listeners probably would have no idea that a podcast is so beyond what we thought you would ever do. Ever. 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 She don't seem shy. She a little she she was a little shy before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jessica, as good as a, of a public speaker she is, as good as you know, on the cuff and just as intelligent as she is, she didn't like sharing that gift with the world a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, only the people close to her knew how talented she really was. So I'm sitting back, and I'm watching the TED talks, I'm watching her and her role as a director of partnerships and mm-hmm. her organization. I'm watching the podcast. I'm mean, I don't know who this girl is anymore. Like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I know who she is, but it's just like, wow, it's amazing how much you have grown and you are um, yes. honing in on your talent and sharing it with the world. That's what God wants you to do. So everything that's unfolding as a result, I think it's only the beginning. So uh, we're we happy yes. to be a part of it.
0: Aw, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it means so much more when it comes from somebody that like truly knows my soul, knows me yes. when I was like, 10 and yep. wild and high school and wild and uh making tons of mistakes <laughs> wild, wild, wild. Yes. <laughs> making mistake wild. after mistake whether it was men or decisions or the people that I spent my time around um you know being around you and Rashard was always like the best decision I made growing up and it was always it always became so healthy and then we all just kind of wrote for each other for so long because it was like we just got to get, we got to get this right. Like we were like the three of us, we got to get this right. Like we got to get out of here. We got to figure this out. We got to be successful. And, um, and we just kind of stuck with that. And I think looking at the three of us now, it's so cool because we we have a picture together at 27 when we were all like, we all just got our master's degrees and we thought we were doing something. And now I'm looking at us three years later and I'm like, wow, like now we're getting married. We're starting families. We're yeah. really, going into careers that none of us thought we would have
2: yeah.
0: so it's like now we're actually exploring who we truly are which is what they say all your 30s are about mm-hmm. so it's so cool to have lifelong friends and watch that journey and just see the unexpected happen mm-hmm. yeah. it blows me away it blows me away and here's the cool part for you guys you've got one more thing coming that will change your life forever and that's kids mm-hmm. because I yeah. thought I thought I was a go-getter. I thought I knew what life looked like until I had a child. And two major things I could say. One is I'd be sitting there most days begging for a slice of time to do something important. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I like, I can't believe I thought I was busy. Like, mm-hmm. like you literally be like, oh, I thought I was busy with no kids. And that was a lie. Like that was yeah. a lie. Because when you have a kid, you be like, can I just have one hour to like focus on myself? <laughs> like you like all the times That's I sat true. on the couch, I wish I would have focused on myself. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and two, it will motivate you. Like there's no tomorrow. And it's, it's not even that whole, like that corny thing you always hear about how like, oh, I just look into my child's eyes and I'm like this person relies on me and all this stuff. It's, it's so much bigger than that. Like about setting to me, it's like setting an example. mm -hmm. Like my child is going to know that I gave everything I had to impact other people Mm -hmm. and watch me do it and watch me never give up and watch me persevere and watch me take chances and fail forward and be willing to try things that are not in my practical norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just like you are so like more willing to just jump out of the airplane and build the shit on the way down and figure it out because mm-hmm. you're like this little human needs to see that you can have anything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy.
3: Yeah. So it, it's exciting. Like yeah. we were around kid. I'm I'm really around young kids, but we were out, around you know a, a bunch of kids over Christmas break and uh. I, I'm starting to look at myself through the lens of a father.
0: Oh, let it, me tell you, this is something I cannot wait for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And then I'm, I, I look at her, and I'm like, wow, she's gonna be a bomb ass mother. I can't wait to raise kids. with I can't wait to see how she is with kids, man, because she's always says that out. now. I'm like, oh but, my god, oh my god, even when um. You know, I bring her to St. Augustine. I mean, she playing with the kids in the hood, you know. Right. Like, which, is yeah. a, which is a, a huge task because, you know, um, I, I brought a lot of people to the dog. And uh, the dog turned them off. They said, I don't <laughs> to deal with this. This is hey. what y'all do? What is this? <laughs> I, bring a, I bring a girl from the hills of California, Palos Verdes, into the hood. And, like, two of them. Have adopted her as her godmother, like oh, they no, have. actually three of them. They're three of them. Yeah, I mean the kids in the hood, like, every time like when we when they see a, a rental car out there, they just assume it's us and we're home and they coming over to hang out and, you know, Easter she hid Easter eggs for them across the street and you know got these. Kids run around doing a hood Easter hunt. I was about he- to say that
0: fenced-in property <laughs> across the street. <laughs> right. we, we made it work. We made it work. Looking
3: under a broke-down truck that ain't moved in three years. <laughs> well, I throw
0: <found> the egg? <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know, put it under it.
3: Yeah, you know. So I mean, it it it, re- it really excites me to to think of myself as a father, but her as a mother, and then to to get our families and friends involved. So uh, you know, thirty the thirties are going to be dope.
0: Yeah, I I I pray for this day. I'm I will pay to see this day. (laughs) That you have children.
4: (laughs) I got nine months till I'm thirty.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she got a few months too. She's not thirty
0: yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thirty in April. So Yeah, Yeah. twenty nine. Twenty nine and fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do at thirty, but it's all right. (laughs) All right, well, Seriously, um, tell my audience where they can stalk you guys, follow your growth, follow your podcast, and get some of the best okay. relationship advice.
4: Okay. Well, um, our podcast is It's Cuffing Season underscore underscore.
3: That's on Instagram.
4: On Instagram. Yep. And uh, my personal page is Kali X Bomb.
3: Cali <laughs> yeah. Bomb. Cali Bomb with an X out of the Cali. <laughs> I've been trying to understand it for a couple of years, too.
4: <laughs> it's just there no yeah. but
3: but yeah uh and mine is just my name Rontel underscore baity on instagram um i don't really have twitter yeah i don't
4: have twitter Me neither. I not mean, have it but i don't use it
3: yeah. it's too much to yeah. manage yeah yeah so just
0: basically instagram instagram find yeah, us. check us out and where um, can they check out your podcast i'm gonna link everything in but yeah, yeah. oh yes
4: the, the link to our podcast also is in our um bio mm-hmm. yeah perfect
0: all
3: and if, if you can't find us, you can always find a tag photo on me and Jessica's page <laughs> Probably way down in 2016 right? or something like that. It's lit. <laughs> she usually does one on my birthday. So. Yeah, always.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, you guys, it was an absolute pleasure. I had a freaking blast. Thank you so yes. much again. Yeah!
1: Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast.